0: Today we celebrate the baptism of our Lord, as, as Tracy shared with our children, and um, today we'll also reaffirm our own commitment to the baptism covenant, our own baptism, whether we've been baptized or whether we're thinking about baptism. It's a day to remember Jesus' baptism and think about our own, our own um, act of being cleansed and claimed as a child of God. And with this, we come to the second week of our kind of mini-series to kick off the year in which we try to find an understanding of enough through our sacraments. Last week, as we gathered at our Lord's table, we're um, reminded that in a world that tells us constantly that there isn't enough, in the sacrament, we find a different story. A Savior who meets and feeds us, turning our meager loaves and fishes into a feast for a multitude. Today, we continue this series with the sacrament of baptism and its message that we are enough, that we are loved and accepted by the God who calls us beloved children through this act. In our first lesson, we heard from Isaiah's prophecy that God claims and calls us by name that nothing can separate us from this identity as God's children. In our second lesson, as we hear the story of Jesus' own baptism, we can reflect on hearing these words from above said to us as they were said to Christ that day at the Jordan River long, long ago. I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds for God's word as we read from the third chapter of Luke's gospel, beginning with the 15th verse. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, saying, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As a parent of young children, I can, as you can imagine, I've been immersed in the world of children's literature. What's really great is when your kids love a book that you also loved as a kid. One of these books for our family is Marcus Pfister's The Rainbow Fish. The book tells the story of a fish who has sparkling scales that makes him the most beautiful fish in the whole ocean. But the problem was he was alone. He thought he was too good, too beautiful to play with any of the other fish. So eventually they all left him alone. They wanted nothing to do with him. But one day, a young, uh, smaller fish asked the rainbow fish if he could just give him one of his sparkling scales, to which the rainbow fish scoffed. How could he possibly give up one of those scales? Without his beautiful scales, who was he? These scales were his whole identity. Without him, he worried he was nothing. But after a visit to a wise octopus, he decides to give one scale to the little blue fish who asked before. This act of giving him the scale made him happy. Eventually, he gave a scale to each of the other fish around them, leaving him with just one shining, sparkling scale left. But he was happy. He no longer saw himself as defined by his shimmering scales, but by his relationship with all of his friends, those who were around him, all of whom are now as shiny and as beautiful as him. I love that story. I also love our story that we read today from Luke. Because, like the rainbow fish, this story is all about identity. Who we are and who God knows us to be. In our culture, where we are constantly told that there isn't enough, this often takes a turn towards identity, making us feel in turn as if we aren't enough. As adults, this is a notion we tend to Think about in terms of our youth during the turbulent time of adolescence, peer pressure, and and such. Now, while this is true and a necessary concern for our church and world, we often overlook how this is often um, either a conscious or a subconscious feeling each of us have as adults. Just think about the ads we see frequently, much, uh, most of which try to convince us that if we don't have this model of vehicle or this designer brand of perfume or you name it, that we aren't enough. Social media seems to have furthered this trend where our Instagram scrolling through our friends' photos and posts inevitably leads us to feeling that what we have and who we are simply aren't enough. Theologian Catherine Tanner has noted that in our world as it is, our very identities um, and whether we amount or believe we are enough are often wrapped up in our own profitability and productivity. Or worse yet, our identities can be linked to past financial troubles and debts from which we cannot escape, limiting future possibilities and diminishing one's sense of self. Our world and systems, which constantly tells us that there isn't enough, also, in turn, tell us that we are not enough. This message is often internalized and challenges our very identity and sense of who we are. As I said this morning, our lesson is all about identity. As Jesus, John, and all those gathered for baptism learned just who Jesus is as the Son of God, in turn, those who gather and all those who hear the words from this gospel from now on also learn who we are as children of God. After John's prophetic words to prepare the way for the Messiah's arrival and his ethical instructions that whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise, John baptizes everyone who is there to receive the sign of repentance Renewal and preparation, promising that one who is coming will baptize us with fire and the Holy Spirit. But something happens. Jesus, the Messiah himself, shows up. Jesus is then baptized by John, and as he comes out of the water, we see the heavens open. The Spirit descend on him like a dove, and we hear the divine voice for the very first time since Jesus' birth, saying, You are my son. You are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. These are words of claiming. You are my child. You are my beloved. They're also words of acceptance. With you, I am well pleased. These are the very words of baptism the words spoken by the divine at Christ's own baptism, and the words we hear at our own as each of us go through these waters, and as we hear that we are baptized in the name of the triune God. In the sacrament of baptism, we are not only cleansed from sin in these waters, we are also claimed as children of God. John Calvin said that in baptism, or that baptism, is the sign of the initiation by which we are received into the society of the church, in order that, engrafted in Christ, we may be reckoned among God's children. Engrafted in Christ. Reckoned among God's children. These are statements of belonging and acceptance Baptism is our sacrament through which we are told that we belong, that we are beloved, that we are accepted as a child of God just as we are. And Friends, this isn't to say that we can't continue to improve. The Christian life is all about growing more and more in Christ's image. But what it means is that God's love and God's acceptance of us is not conditioned on our improvement and our maturity, but rather by God's Spirit alive and at work within us, so we can respond to God's grace and unconditional acceptance by growing more and more into the very image of Christ. Theologian Paul Tillich explains what this experience of grace might feel like. Describing it as if we hear a voice calling out to each of us, saying, You are accepted. You are accepted. Accepted by that which is greater than you, in the name of which you do not know. Do not ask me for the name now, perhaps you will find it later. Do not try to do anything now, perhaps later you will do much. Do not seek for anything. Do not perform anything. Do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. For Tillich, this experience of grace, of God's unconditional acceptance of us as we are, who we are, moves us to accept ourselves and in turn accept our neighbors as they are. In other words, friends, our experience of God's grace and acceptance that we hear in this moment of baptism is an emphatic message from the divine that you are enough. From this, we're able to move to accept ourselves as we are, saying to ourselves, I am enough. But we're also able to accept our neighbors as they are, as fellow beloved children of God, boldly saying together, we are enough. Uh, Probably the most ardent ambassador of this kind of accepting of ourselves and others as they are as beloved children of God was Fred Rogers. I know I've referenced the guy a lot, and I probably will again, um, but it's a message that we need to keep hearing. Rogers was a Presbyterian minister, and his show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, was his pulpit, though he was about as far from a typical televangelist as one could be. He rarely mentioned God on his show and never sought to impose his faith on his young listeners, but his show had a subtle but powerful way of conveying theological messages to children. One of his most famous songs entitled, It's You I Like, Fred sings that it's not the things you wear, it's not the way you do your hair, it's you, your very self that I like. The way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys, they're just beside you. Now, Rogers was likely influenced by some of the great theological minds of this day, like Paul Tillich, who we talked about earlier. And he said in a rare interview about his faith, that Christianity, to me, is a matter of being accepted as we are. How often in the New Testament we read of Jesus' empathy for people Uh, for those people who felt their own lives to be imperfect, and the marvelous surprise and joy when they sensed his great acceptance. Friends, when we gather at the font to be baptized, to witness someone else's baptism, to reaffirm our own, it's as if we hear God say again to us and to all those who are gathered, it's you I like, just as you are you are my child, my beloved, with you I am well pleased. Every time we gather at this font, every time we think about this act, every time we remember our baptism, we can be reminded that in God's eyes, we are enough. Friends, in a world that constantly tries to tell us otherwise, may our experience, may our recommitment, our reaffirmation of our baptismal promises today remind us again and again, that we are enough. And may that feeling of acceptance move us to go out into the world and accept our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, our family members, everyone, that they too are enough. To God be the glory now and forever. Amen.